I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Today, we have an awesome guest to introduce. His name is Richard Fernaka of Kavu Aero Service. Uh, Rich and I have been good friends for a long time now. I don't know how long it's been, but it's got to be, I don't know, seven or eight years at least. Uh, I actually met Richard when I was going to flight school, and he was actually the mechanic for the flight school I was going to at the time. Um, and then he also helped me buy my first airplane and kind of get into this industry. So I look up to Rich a lot. Uh, when I first uh, met him, I actually asked him to do a pre, well, not first met him, but one of my first interactions with him as a mechanic, besides at the flight school, I asked him to do the pre-buy inspection on an airplane. I wanted to buy my first airplane. And uh, after he was done doing it, I asked him if he would put his wife and his newborn son uh, in the airplane. And he said, yes. So the fact that he told me that gave me all the confidence I needed from day one uh, to trust him. And he's, I've trusted him forever since then. And, and like I said, we do family birthdays and things all together now. And, and it's really a blast that, uh, that he, he would bless us with coming on the podcast today because I know how busy he is. So, um, Richard, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being on rich. And I've also had the pleasure of knowing rich, uh, I think two years now and getting to work with him sometimes, uh, Kavu and, you know, just getting to help out with the small things. So, Rich, you know, I've seen your shop plenty of times, and CMA planes are usually in there. And I want to know what the difference is between then and now. How did you get started? Well, I kind of actually fell into being AMP mechanic. I was going to school at community college for my commercial flight degree. And at the time, I was 25 years old, so it was going to be a little late start for me to, to become a you know commercial pilot, airline pilot. And I've always been good at working with my hands. They had an A&P program next door. I hit. I still had some uh, GI Bill money to use. So I said, what the heck, let's try this. And I haven't looked back since. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good start for it. Yeah, that's that's way cool. Um, I know that you went to Mount Sac. I actually went to Mount Sac for a couple of classes before um, I personally dropped out of college. Uh, but that was, that was a great school to go to. And I know everybody who's come out of there that's a mechanic that I know has been really a decent one. I know there's a lot of maintenance schools around the U.S. and it's hard to find really good mechanics. So um, luckily, Richard got to go to a really cool place. Uh, so that brings it up to my question. Uh, how did you uh, get your A&P? Um, when did you get your IA? Because I know you have inspection authority as well. Uh, for all of you who don't know it, what IA is, it means that you can inspect airplanes and sign off on things like annual inspections. Um, so what was that process like? When did you get your A&P and how did you get your IA? Tell, tell us a little bit about that whole process. Well, um, after after going to school, they they prep you for your exams. Uh, you take your written's just like a private pilot, and then you do an oral practical just like a you know pilot exam, except it's with maintenance. And so the oral practical exam in, for like a pilot is you know maybe an hour or two, um, maybe three, but for the mechanic, it's like eight to 10 hours of your day for one of the certificates. It's very involved and, and uh, very thorough. Um, and so I got that in 2009 and you're required for your IA to work at least three years as an AMP uh, to be, to even um, qualify to get your IA. And so I waited till my fourth year 
and I did go to a school to help get the testing process done, which is, it's funny, it's only a 50 question test, or at least it was, but they, you have three hours because it's a very involved 50 question test. And uh, it was one of the hardest tests I've ever taken. Um, So I got that in, uh, I think, 2013. So almost 10 years I've been in IA now. So So you've been IA for 10 years and you've been working on airplanes um, just a little bit longer than that. So that's, you know, it's quite a bit of work and I always see different kinds of planes in your shop. Um, how many different kinds of planes have you been working on? Oh, different kinds of planes. I mean, I've probably worked on every kind of plane there is. I, I imagine from Warbirds to new, brand new Cessna, brand new Mooney, Twin Commanders, Aerostars, I mean, Pipers, Cessnas, everything. I've worked on just about anything that I can get my hands on. And I enjoy working on new aircraft that I've never worked on because I like to learn about those aircraft too. And um, so, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't even tell you what the number is, but all types of aircraft, <laughs> definitely. That's awesome. And just absolute shot in the dark. How many, uh, how many airplanes do you think have your signature in those logbooks? Oh, probably close to a thousand. I mean, just in 10 years, you know, I could do two or three annual inspections a month. And that's, you know, that's just annual inspections. That's not, you know, signing 337s or doing a major alteration or repair, um, 100-hour inspections, 50-hour inspections, 25-hour inspections. I mean, everything. So it's, there's, yeah, I, I, it would take me a while to, to figure out what the actual number is. So you've, you've worked on a ton of different airplanes. Um, have you ever worked on, I know you said you've worked on warbirds before. That's way cool. Have you ever worked on any helicopters or anything like that? And if you have, what kind of helicopters? And I'm sure everyone wants to know what kind of warbird you worked on because working on a warbird has to be pretty cool, especially an airplane that's like near a hundred years old. Yeah, actually, I have worked on helicopters. Uh, I went to Robinson Maintenance Training and worked on R-22, R-44s. Haven't got to the 66 yet, but there's still time. Yeah, it's, helicopters are a little different than airplanes. A lot more moving parts and, and stuff, but nothing that we couldn't take on here. And as far as warbirds, I've worked on uh, T-6, T-28. I do uh, volunteer at Planes of Fame for their air show, so I'm around the Warbirds a lot too. If I had more time, I would be I'd be in there almost every weekend if I could. But you know, got to raise a family and make a living. Yeah, Planes of Fame is an awesome organization, by the way. Everybody who's listening to the podcast should go check them out. They're at Chino Airport in Southern California. Uh, they're one of the largest and best uh, private aviation museums, I would argue, in the world. Uh, they also put a world-class air show on with more Warbirds than I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I believe they have one of the only flying Zeros in the world, uh, and they have a few other aircraft that are very, very rare. Uh, they also have several P-51s that hang in their hangar every once in a while. So it's definitely a really cool place to go. And if you ever come out to L.A. or surrounding area or San Diego for vacation, uh, if you live around the country, you should definitely make that a stop uh, whenever you come out here. So uh, that goes on to our next question, though. Uh, what is kind of the most challenging part of your job? What stresses you out more than anything? And then also, what's also the most rewarding? 
That's a wonderful question. Challenging this day and age is working on older aircraft where parts and things are not made readily anymore, trying to find parts that would be okay for flight and safe and airworthy is a big challenge. I know a lot of new technologies are out with 3D printing and I'd like I'd love to see, you know, certifications go for, you know, some of the smaller parts that are breakable and easy easy, you know, that would be easily repaired with uh, 3D printing something. Um, and as far as most rewarding, it's really good to take care of an airplane, watch it fly, watch it take families to their destinations and always come back every year. I have a very wonderful customer base that I've kept for years. I have to thank them for, for sticking with me through all these crazy times from working out of the back of my van, now having an actual facility. And I believe most of them have followed me wherever I've gone. So uh, that's a very rewarding part of this uh, this job. That's awesome. It's really cool that you you get to see all these airplanes that you've either built or helped to uh, to maintain, and get to see all the people enjoy them, and you even yourself get to enjoy them as well, and get to see all these birds stay back up in the sky. So yeah, you know, it sounds like there's plenty of great things for the next generation of pilots that are coming in, and next generation mechanics as well. So what does the job industry look like for these up and comers? Oh, it's it's great. There's so many jobs out right now. I mean, I could use another mechanic right now and it's it's tough because there's a lot of new mechanics coming out of school and they still need to learn on the job. So they'll need somebody supervising and stuff like that. But there is no shortage of, of jobs for mechanics right now. I, I keep getting ads. I mean, almost every day I get emails from, from companies looking to take me from my job and have me work somewhere else. Because everybody needs everybody needs mechanics. Every aviation, every air carrier. I mean, doesn't matter what you want to do, you can find a job as a mechanic right now. And I know that the there's an, there's an airplane uh, pilot shortage going on right now, and we've talked about in, the, in other episodes, and we're probably going to talk about it a, a lot more in further ones. But I recently have read some some documentation from Boeing and some others that say, says there's a mechanic shortage, which you just kind of alluded to. Uh, what does that mechanic mechanic shortage look like for you? I know you've got like five or six staff that work with you and you said you need another mechanic now. Uh, do you foresee it getting harder or cheaper or more expensive? Um, do you think that these, these new young mechanics, they're going to, they're going to have a, a fruitful career if they jump into this industry now? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, as long as, they're got a good head on them, their shoulders, and they like to learn. And it's, uh, you know, depending on what type of industry, as far as general aviation or air carrier or Amazon, I mean, it's depending on what you want to do with it, you know, it could be very fruitful. You know, I, I, I've built my business from, you know, just myself. And now, yeah, I have, you know, five employees and we're, we're busier than ever. I mean, I, I, I'm looking to see if there's hangers available at other airports to expand this business. So if, uh, if anybody's looking for work, give me a call. That's awesome. So we'll make sure to, uh, to mention Cabo Aero Service in our, uh, in our comments later on once we post this. So www.cabuaeroservice.com is their website. So if you are looking for a job, make sure you do that for Rich. Um, he definitely needs more mechanics. So 
if you really like looking uh, working on small airplanes, living in great weather in Southern California, um, and you want to make a decent living, uh, it's a great place to get started. So, and actually, I know that you were a pilot before uh, before you became a ma- mechanic, and uh, that was a really attractive thing when I was when I met you for. Uh, for doing a pre-buy inspection, because I knew that you could go fly the airplane. I knew that you knew how to fly. And it's a really, really neat thing to be a pilot and a mechanic. I don't meet very many people who are pilots and mechanics. It seems pretty rare to me in this industry, believe it or not. Uh, so when when did you become a pilot and why did you become a pilot uh, in the first place? Well, uh, actually, I got my pilot certificate in 2006, right after getting out of the military. I started going to Mount Sac, thought I wanted to be a professional pilot. And after starting school, seeing how the industry was back then, it was going to take me 10 years to be, you know, any to make any money at it. And I was <laughs> starting a small family. And, you know, the for me, getting my private was a really a beneficial thing as a mechanic now now I can you know speak to my customers and I know what they're talking about when they're saying they have a weird sound or this is happening in flight or if I do something and I need a flight test I can fly the aircraft for them you know and over these last I mean how many years uh 14 years or whatever as being a pilot you know, I have a little over 500 hours now which isn't very much in the long term of things but I have flight time in a lot of aircraft, including warbirds and just about every plane that I've worked on, I I can fly and, uh, you know, insured up to 300 horsepower, six seat, uh, single engine right now working on my twin engine. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy flying. It's, it makes, I believe it makes me a better mechanic as well. And it's a very good thing to have, I'd say. Yeah, Rich, I know that that you're a great pilot and uh, the fact that you do some of those test flights is reassuring because I know you've asked me to do several of those test flights with fresh engines and and uh, full rebuilds on on gear and all those all those things. And I've never not felt safe. Uh, every time I've gone up in an airplane that you've worked on, I always feel uh, like like I'm in great hands. Um, it's like all state you're in good hands, right? <laughs> but it's all rich. It's all rich and I'm in good hands. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah. And, uh, I was lucky enough to also fly one of the planes that rich worked on. I got to fly the Duchess after I got both those new engines on it, uh, with the overhaul and, you know, I wasn't really nervous at all. I trusted rich. I'd been around him long enough and just knew that, you know, I was safe with, uh, in his hands. <laughs> yeah. There were no, there were no problems that flight. That's for sure. And, uh, it's still flying fantastic. So. Absolutely. And it's crazy to see such a fun, rewarding industry with so many opportunities. Um, you know, as aviation, it's just completely wide open and ready for you know, everyone to just take a hold of it. So thank you so much for listening today and really hope you had a great time listening, learning about being an aviation mechanic and what the road to it is. And um, hope everyone enjoyed listening to us and Rich talk about it. Absolutely. And uh, thanks, Rich, again, for being with us today. Um, I know how swamped you are and uh, uh, taking time away from working on airplanes is is valuable to you so we really appreciate you educating kind of future mechanics and people into aviation on what they what their passion is or can be in uh, in this aviation industry so uh, if anybody would like to reach out to either one of us you could uh, reach uh, me on twitter or instagram at mr martini guy or you can reach carson at carson underscore av 17 
And if you'd like to reach out to Rich for any reason, if you have a maintenance concern or need in the future, you can always go to his website and they've got a form on there. It's kavuaeroservice.com and uh, you can check him out there. Uh, so thanks so much for uh, listening today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, everybody. As we wrap up for the day, just remember, we're here to guide you through your entire aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride. Thanks, guys. See ya.